Meg Wiesner was interviewed by Hanan Nyala West in 2012 in conjunction with the Association of National Park Rangers Oral History Project. During the conversation, Wiesner told us how important it was to collaborate with communities to ensure protection of public lands and natural resources. Welcome to this episode of Centennial Voices. This is Luann Jones of the Park History Program in Washington, D.C. In 1975, Meg Wiesner started her career in the Park Service as a lifeguard at Glen Canyon National Recreation Area in Arizona and Utah. There she met someone who opened up new job possibilities. The person working in the next room was the first natural resource manager at Glen Canyon. His name was Bill Supernaw. I used to love to go next door and talk to Bill because that natural resource field just attracted me. I liked talking to him, I liked what he did, and I sort of must have had this kernel in the back of my mind that I wanted to be a natural resource manager. Wiesner next worked as a Park Service interpreter and briefly as a law enforcement ranger. Meanwhile, her interest in natural resources inspired her to seek out opportunities that were usually reserved for men. There was a publication called Women in Natural Resources. It was published out of University of Idaho. So when I went there, I knew some of the female professors who Mm -hmm. were sort of instrumental in starting that because it was a barrier for women to start to get into forestry and wildlife management in some of those fields. In the fall of 1984, Wiesner broke through that barrier and became a natural resources management specialist in New River Gorge National Recreation Area in West Virginia. I wanted that job as a natural resource manager at a park. Mm-hmm. Of course, there weren't very, very many women at the time doing it, you know, but somewhere along the way, the decisions that I made and the path that I followed, um, you know, led me into the job that I'd, I'd sort of admired so much. I had no idea that's where I was going, uh-huh. you know, as I took each step along the way, but I actually got to where I wanted to go, mm-hmm. even though I hadn't conceived of the idea totally. In the mid-80s, just over a decade into her career with the Park Service, Wiesner was asked about her career path. And one of the questions they asked me was, if you look back 10 years, how does what you thought 10 years ago match what you're actually doing? And I thought about it. At that point, it was 10 years after my first summer job as a lifeguard. And I thought back and I go, you know what? I am doing exactly the job that I had wanted to do then. Wiesner's next position was as the Chief of Science and Resource Management at Saguaro National Park in Tucson, Arizona. She stayed there for almost 20 years. And so pretty soon, my brother and his wife had two kids, and we were all there in Tucson together, and I never ended up leaving. Uh-huh. So I just stayed because there were was family connections, the job was good, the superintendents have always been really good there, and I just stayed. I chose to, to quit moving around and, and mm-hmm. develop some roots there. Staying in Tucson gave Wiesner the opportunity to get involved in collaborative projects between local governments and Saguaro National Park. At Saguaro, Wiesner worked under a superintendent she had a lot of respect for. His name was Bill Pallack. He was really an innovator. But at Saguaro, you had a town that was just growing like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got Saguaro National Park, there's a unit on the east side and a unit on the west side. 
and the National Forest is on the north side. And so the town is just filling in the basin in between, and it was coming ever and ever closer to the park. And so one reaction is always like, oh my gosh, this land piece of land is threatened. It's right next to the park. We need to buy it and protect it. Okay, so you could buy that one, you know, eventually for millions and millions of dollars. And then it would be the next one, mm-hmm. you know, and then the next one. Well, you know, there's only so much space. And eventually the urban development and the protected area or parklands are going to meet. Superintendent Pallet creatively dealt with this issue, a strategy Wiesner admired and applied to her own work. He had the philosophy as, let's manage that interface. We need to move to the next step and look at managing where the juncture comes together. You have this transition from dense housing development to sort of rural, it's called you know suburban ranch houses on like three acre properties mm-hmm. and no commercial development at all near any of these protected areas, parks or national forest. So you've got this transition through a sort of semi-rural landscape until you get to the parklands and the wilderness area. Because of its proximity to a city, Saguaro National Park had to reconcile its resource protection goals with development. Over the years, Park Service employees, local activists, and developers learned to work together to find solutions that both protected the land and allowed for growth in the urban area. This was started by a developer who was, had control of about a thousand acres right on the south boundary of the park. And he submitted a proposal that would build four resorts and 25,000 homes on that property. And of course, environmentalists in Tucson were outraged and all this kind of uh-huh. stuff. So they started looking at it and doing surveys of the properties and everything. And to try and make a long story short, they identified some key habitat areas. And so the developer agreed to pull back the scale, size, and scope of what they were going to be developing. Identified what the key natural habitats were that were important to protect and scaled it back. And the bill passed Congress in 1991 with support on the conservation side and the developer side. Everybody involved supported this. No controversy whatsoever. Expanding the park had to be done by working in conjunction with developers, not in opposition. So that's kind of the legacy I've been worked at. You know, that was part of what was set up to begin with. Maintaining all those linkages with the other professionals in the Tucson area and with the university professors. Uh huh. And keeping all those, you know, channels of communication open. Because as somebody once said, you know, as goes Saguaro, so go all parks in the future because these communities are more and more going to be living right next door. Mm-hmm. And Saguaro's been a leader in, in uh, figuring out good ways to do that. Wiesner's work in natural resources management helped preserve our resources for future generations by maintaining open communication and working alongside the community. Issues can be resolved in a way that protects wildlife, habitats, and public lands across the nation. For Centennial Voices, this is Luann Jones, audio production courtesy of Nolan Edmondson. <laughs>